0: Welcome, everyone, and thanks for listening. Come along with us to discover the power of music for healing people and communities. On today's show, you'll hear the inspiring story of Amakela Gaston, who uses her powerful voice to initiate healing and peace around the world. This is Aspire with OSHA. Art? Nature, humanity, and I'm your host, Osha Hayden. Our guest, Amikela Gaston, is an undaunted force for change. Proclaimed as one of the purest contemporary voices by NPR, Amikaela is a public keynote speaker, performer, educator, and author. She travels the world serving as a cultural arts ambassador for the State Department and is the founder of the International Cultural Arts and Healing Sciences Institute and co-executive director for WorldTrust.org. Appearing internationally on television, radio, and film with appearances on PBS, HBO, and the Sundance Film Festival, I'm Michaela is the winner of 12 Whammy Awards for Best Jazz, World and Contemporary Vocalist, Urban Contemporary Vocalist. <laughs> it is my great honor to welcome you to the show, I'm Michaela Gaston. Aww, thank you so much, Osha. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very honored. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: and happy holidays, <laughs> listeners. Yes, happy holidays to everyone. <laughs> That's why I'm bringing this special, special show to you guys. <laughs> Just in time for all the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Christmas Kwanzaa. Uh, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Michaela, you are a gifted musician with an amazing voice. And you could have been content just performing music, right? (laughs) But at some point you were called to do more. Can you tell us about that? Oh, thank you so much. Yes. You know,
1: it has always been such a joy to make music. I've been doing it since I was young with my family. Um, we would always sing around the house and play instruments and drums. And my mother's a classical piano player. My father was a French horn player and a bass player. My brother plays drums and I play piano and drums as well. And so we always would just make a lot of music. And so it was great fun to start singing at a very young age, doing a lot of musical theater and performing um, with the National Symphony, playing the flute, and then also, you know, just running around and just being on stage and jumping in choirs at school and church. And um, I've always, always loved music. And after singing on stages and doing all that stuff and being in five bands as the lead singer at the same time, five bands at the same time, um, I just realized that, you know, there's so much power in music that happens in ways that we can't even see or explain. It's more than just a joyful exchange. It really is something that shifts internally within us. And physiologically, neurologically, it's a whole body immersive experience. And I really wanted to know more about that. And I started studying Joseph Campbell. He used to write about something called the Mozart effect. And it talked about how babies and infants you know, were really responding to classical music and they started doing things where they were like, you know, Einstein baby where you make your baby smarter by playing Mozart around them and all the rest of that stuff. But I knew that that was more than just, you know, the genre of classical music. It had to be more than that. It had to be so many things. So I started studying music from around the world and doing a lot of kind of like sacred, specifically sacred ethnomusicology work, like looking at how chant from around the world, chant music and, and, and singing these mantras and, and listening to these complex drum rhythms from Cuba and Africa, how they would put you in this trance-like state that would really elicit more than just a joyful listening experience. It was extremely moving and healing. And so, I just started really studying it and and wanting to know more about what was happening internally to us and how oxytocin and dopamine and all these different, you know, healing hormones, serotonin, all these levels rise when you're not only listening to the music, but also when you're singing in community with other people. And so actually right now I'm a professor for the California jazz conservatory and I teach a course called protest music. It's called songs in the key of freedom and how When you chant in a, in a march with other people, it does more than just, you know, create community. It fortifies you for whatever kind of atrocities you might face and. It's because you get these, the surge of of hormones within you that, that drive you further and create this kind of family bond. And they've studied, you know, evolutionarily speaking, that this is how, you know, how primates actually groom each other, the way that we groom each other, instead of it being one-on-one, we actually sing together. And that is a way that we create family connections larger than our bloodline. And so I just was like, this is just too amazing to just be a part of music, just singing. I have to do everything. So I had to play all the instruments and do all the things. And so it's been a real joy to delve even further into the healing aspects. And I've experienced the healing
0: effects of music myself. So. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to just make a comment, I suppose, about what you're talking about is the power of music and voice and drumming and chanting and something that I studied way back for a humanities paper was, Mm. you know, the power of like drumming and dance around the world from the very earliest times. It was our earliest way of, at at that point, it was calling down the gods for the blessings in the fields or for healing Mm -hmm. as, as human beings this is something we've been doing all around the world in different cultures from the beginning yes. of, of time. Yes. And always the voice has been involved, dancing, drumming, mm-hmm. these elements have been involved and it's, oh totally. yes. yes. So I love the fact that you studied everything about how <laughs> music heals, how yes. it heals. And, then you had an experience, mm-hmm. a a really pretty ghastly experience, actually, mm-hmm. uh, which you transmuted. But do you want to talk about um, the near-death experience that you had and mm-hmm. how yes. it led you?
1: <laughs> it's so fun. It's like very interesting. There is a huge, and if you don't Have your own near-death experience. For me, I never even knew there was a whole community of people that have these near-death experiences. I guess it's kind of like, you know, (laughs) connecting with a UFO. I don't know. But there are a lot of people that have had this incredible bananas, crazy cool experience where you die and leave your body. I had No idea. But, you know, talking to a bunch of people that have also gone through that as well, there are a lot of similar trends in the stories that happen. And so what happened to me was, I was standing in a field of flowers, and I was a victim of a hate crime, uh, survivor of a hate crime, rather, Um, where five men in a truck saw me sitting in a field of flowers. And I was at this huge women's music festival, and everybody was waiting to go in. There was like, you know, Normally this music festival gets 40,000 women from around the world and they saw me sitting in a field, this, you know, black woman and they purposefully veered off the road and ran me over and Mm. you know, it's, yeah, it's really, Mm. and you can hear all the gory details and beautiful details on my uh, TED talk called dare to be dauntless. Um, But for the purposes of this show to talk about the, the the process after the near-death experience and, and not even just after, but during when I left my body and I was in the sky, you can hear, I heard music and it was <sighs> the the delicious silence, which is also silence is also music. Like it's very, it's very rare that we're in a space where there's total silence. If you think about it, even if you go deep in the woods, there's, Leaves falling and crunching and critters and birds and there's a lot of sound, but to be in a space where there's absolute silence, it's extremely lyrical and it's mm. peacefulness. And so I was, you know, I had, I got run over, I got crushed by this truck. I was, you know, dragged 86 feet crushed my lungs into my, I mean, my ribs into my lungs and my legs and burns and all the things and that had left my body. And as I'm coursing through the sky, I hear beautiful music, which I found out later is a complex combination of different languages that no longer exist. Like, well, Sanskrit, things like that, that you don't normally hear, but it means from mother to mother God, which is the word. I had never heard that word before, just, you know, walking around in life. And anyway, when I came back and I was you know, completely mangled and crumpled and I had to get rushed to, to the nearest burn unit in the hospital. And I was in the ICU for months and, months and months and months and months and months. And it took years to learn to walk again and breathe again. And they kept telling me they were going to amputate my legs. The only thing that would get me through the pain of the third degree burns that I experienced was music. It's the mm. only thing, no drug, you know. And They talk about how when you are a victim of a, of a burn that's so severe, like third degree burns. um, There's no, there's no opiate, there's no drug painkiller that will stop the pain. It will leave you to the pain. There's always some pain involved. And the only thing that worked for me, plus those, you know, drugs that were on drip constantly was music honestly. And when the music would stop, the pain would rush in in a way that is inexplicable. Mm -hmm. And so I always had to have music playing and it wasn't music like on the radio and it wasn't even classical music. It was that music you and I were just talking about. It's that chant, that trance, that calling in the gods, that ethereal, essential connection to things seen and unseen that put me in a space where I could experience the fullness of healing and so every day the doctors would come in and, and they were baffled by how my numbers were increasing and my bones were healing at a rate that was faster than they had ever seen before. And I really do attribute that to music. I attribute it to being able to get out of the way so my body could heal itself from the inside while the doctors healed, myself, healed my body from the outside. And that kind of true essence of complementary medicine where there's a, mm-hmm. a co a co-mingling of energies driven towards the organism called body to heal. When you use music as the kind of um, soup that you swim in, (laughs) Mm. so you can kind of be surrounded by this healing force. It's amazing what music can do, how it shifts your literal cellular vibrations. I mean, like they do studies with water and how water changes its molecular structure from cacophonous to symmetrical, depending on the music that's playing around it. It's incredible. It's just, music is the first wonder of the world as far as I'm concerned.
0: (laughs) There's a study also that shows different sounds, like different syllables, and how the pattern of water changes. And you can see yes. the picture of the pattern of water, like the mandala that it totally. makes. Yes. And yes, talk about energy. Yeah, You truly. know, if we don't, anyone out there, if you, if, you, if you think, okay, energy is just sort of this thing that, yeah, well, doesn't really exist. Right. I tell you, it, it, it's real and it's all around you and <laughs> you're swimming in it all the time. And Constantly. it's powerful and full of life yes. energy, right? It's true. Yeah. And you know, I'm always amazed at how um
1: we as a species decide to pick and choose what we consider, quote unquote, true science and not true science, right? Um, You know, people are just like, even around COVID, COVID, you know, whatever, the earth is flat. Like, it's just a kind of astounding to me how people have decided to chuck science to the curb. But you still believe in gravity. Do you ever not wonder what's making... Your cell phone work. You know, like these kind of things. If you can believe in things that you can't see, like microwaves cooking your food or gravity holding you to the surface of the (laughs) earth, why wouldn't you believe that music is essential? Can you imagine a world
0: without music? I can't imagine it. I really understood the power of music. I used to listen to Sarah Vaughan. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sarah Vaughn and she would hit these notes and she would trill up and down and I would feel the energy trilling up and down my spine. Just, yes. oh. I mean, the energy was just amazing. Yes. Speaking of amazing energy, here is a Michaela Gaston singing Dreamer. Enjoy.
2: Vision of you. Why do I dream silly dreams that I feel won't come true? I want to show you the stars. Inti se falando, tombando de mim. E eu falei estrelas para amor. Obre de mim, que só sei de I know how to do One is to dream